Listener Production. Which retailer has been slashing prices to keep shoppers interested? And why are buy now, pay later stocks back in focus? Good afternoon, I'm Steve. And I'm Laura. It's the 22nd of May. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Laura. Stevie. It's a brand new week. We're in the tail end of the month now. We're still in negative territory. May, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes. We did have a fairly quiet start to the week, Stevie. The ASX 200 slid by 16 points or about a fifth of 1% to 7,263. So with about a week and a half to go this month, as you've already spoiled, Stevie, we're unfortunately on track to fall for the month of May. And the good news is, though, we are still on track to rise for this year. And that's because we had a strong start in January. Well, there is a long time left to go for for the year, to be honest. I believe last time I checked, it's May. (laughs) Which means we're not even halfway yet. But yes, but you I are had to find optimist. something You're right. good. I had to find something good, so I kept digging until I found <laughs> it. And I was like, oh, positive. <laughs> I've got some good news. What is We've it? We've just had two straight weeks of gains. There we have it. And it's still very early days. So, Woo-hoo. of course, things, things can still change. How do the different sectors do? We only had three of the 11 sectors which posted gains. And all of the major banks were declining, but real estate was really the worst today. They posted the biggest losses. On the other hand, we had tech and energy stocks. They were today's standouts. We saw Woodside Energy up over 1%. Santos was among the winners as well there. And that's despite the price of oil declining as well. Exactly. And there were lots of stocks in focus today. Plenty of company news around. Buy now, pay later, right? That was probably top of the list. Absolutely. So they were back in focus once again. This time it's not because they're rallying like we saw a few years ago. There was actually an announcement from the federal government over the weekend saying the industry will soon be regulated under the Credit Act. So the industry will be regulated in a similar way to like bank loans and stuff like that. So until now, basically anyone could use the buy now, pay later services without government intervention. But this sort of sparked a few companies going, yeah, well, you know what? We actually welcome this change. Exactly right. So this is the interesting thing about this. It's the the financial services minister delivered a speech. He flagged all this tougher regulation for the industry, 7 million active users at the moment or active accounts at least. And this is specifically being regulated under the Credit Act, which some of the buy now or buy now pay later in general has been able to avoid because mm-hmm. they don't charge interest. They charge fees instead. So now they're they're placing some restrictions on that, perhaps not as strict as some of the other financial services companies are going to be regulated, but it's at least stepping in that direction. So we did see big falls, didn't we, in that sector? We did. And I think something that people weren't aware of when these sort of were were coming to fruition is that this actually affects your credit score as well. So people weren't aware of that. They were thinking, oh, sort of free money. And then they found out later, you know what, if you don't pay it, you actually get a black check against your name. So that's an interesting fact for anyone that uses it. So make sure you're being careful and diligent with it. But I guess it doesn't matter so much with the with the new laws coming into place. So across the, the industry today, Block was one stock that came under pressure. So this is the, the US-based company that's also trading here in Australia. They're it, the one that bought Afterpay, right? Exactly. So it bought Afterpay a couple of years ago, fell 1.3%. So Some of these companies have responded today. Afterpay said it wants to work with the government to get the details right of this. Zip, its rival, down about 4%. It was down more than that earlier, so it seemed to receive a boost at about midday when it said it it welcomes 
regulatory reform. And that's something that HUM seemed to, to echo as well. But that also seemed to weigh on retail stocks too, because this is an area that's benefited, of course, from buy now, pay later, its emergence, its growth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's given a big boost to many retailers. So there were losses pretty much everywhere across retail today. City Chick was one that stood out because they actually provided a market update. It said its focus is to return to profitable growth and they should be on track to be in positive cash flow by the end of this financial year. They've done a few things to get there. The most important one being the reduction of inventories. So with people not buying as much, there's just been a lot of stock piling up. So by reducing inventory, they'll be freeing up more cash Plus, they've actually closed down seven warehouses so far with more closures to come as they transition to outsource their logistics to a third party over in the US. And they said this should cut costs by about $10 million a year. Their sales, unfortunately, not looking so good. They fell about 15% for the 45 weeks to to around mid-May and their revenues fell as well. So all in all, their shares fell about over 1% today after unloading all of that information onto the market. And the interesting thing about City Sheik, so yes, it was down a little more than one. It was down about 12 at one stage it earlier was. in the day. So I think another takeaway was that it's needed to ramp up a lot of promotional activity. And it said that's due to two things, to fight off competitors and mm-hmm. also to keep shoppers interested, to actually keep coming through their doors. So mm-hmm. All these rate hikes mm-hmm. are not making things easier, of course. So it pointed to the UK in particular and said that that's an area that is struggling a lot. And the UK has been an area that's really struggled with very high inflation and its economy hasn't been doing particularly well. And because they are trying to get rid of these inventories, that's why they are trying to hype up advertising as well, sort of just trying to encourage people to buy their stuff and get rid of it. Exactly. New Hope was also in focus in that coal mining space. So that was one of the better performing stocks. It came off its high a little, so it did fade in the afternoon, but it released a quarterly update. It said that between Feb and April, sales or profits rather rose almost 15%. So two things that play with coal miners. One is that coal prices have fallen heavily, so by almost 40% for the group, but they've produced way more coal, about 47% more, in fact. So that helped to offset that. And that was one reason perhaps why shares did reasonably well today. St. Barbara was another one in focus today. There's actually been an ongoing battle for St. Barbara's assets between Silver Lake and Genesis. A bit of a love triangle, you might say, between all of these companies. Somehow you've brought romance (laughs) into gold mining. Yes, and the share market, because we want to make it fun, right? It is fun. So it was just last week that St. Barbara said they won't be engaging further with Silver Lake basically because their offer just wasn't as good as what Genesis offered them for the same assets. But now Silver Lake has come back again with an upgraded offer, and now that's better than what Genesis previously proposed. So St. Barbara's board is assessing the new offer. A lot of back and forth there, but today the winner out of all of that was St. Barbara. Their shares lifted while Silver Lake and Genesis both lost. Yeah, and this is for the what they call the, the cornerstone gold mines or assets in WA specifically, which is... Uh, Leonora, and that's in last year made about almost three quarters of its revenue from that part of the world rather than overseas. They've struggled a bit more there recently, so their costs have been rising. They're not producing anywhere near as much, so they, they're looking to get rid of it. Silver Lake, on the other hand, really fell heavily yeah. um, because it's the one that made the offer. And I think questions are being asked perhaps in markets about what type of financial impact that acquisition could actually have on the company. Tyro Payments was another stock that didn't do well at all. Actually, today it was down 17%. So I believe that was the worst 
It was. On the All Ordinaries Index. On the All Ordinaries, not and the ASX 200. When we say the All Ordinaries, by the way, it's 500 of the largest companies on our share market rather than the ASX 200, which is the 200 largest. Um, so Tyro is the largest FPOS terminal provider, not called one of the big banks. And a takeover offer that was on the table for it has basically fallen through. They didn't give much explanation about that either. So its shares took a really big hit today. Some key things for investors to look out for this week. So first of all, we have tonight in the US, we're going to hear from Zoom Video Communications. They'll hand down their profit results, which will be interesting after people are sort of coming back more into the office. They might not be using Zoom as much as they once were during COVID days. So that was one of the stocks that was receiving so much attention, of course, during COVID. Everyone was at home. Everyone was using Zoom. Then kind of Microsoft seemed to to catch up with Teams and other yeah. services. And now, you know, don't talk about this stock very much at no. all. So we'll see how the, the earnings pan out. We've also got US debt ceiling We do. So we'll hear from President Biden and the Republican leader. They'll sit down tonight, maybe over a cup of coffee. I don't know. I don't know what their preferred drink is. I reckon is. whiskey. You reckon whiskey? I think so. I don't know if it's the time and place to be, rocks. to be drinking an alcoholic beverage, you think so? talking about the debt ceiling. Well, you might need it. <laughs> on that topic. Um, to get them through the conversation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but they're going to attempt to come to a deal while investors maybe hold their breath because these talks have been sort of impacting commodity prices and, and things like that across the market. And the debt ceiling's super important. It might not seem like it at first glance. This is basically the maximum amount of money that the US government can borrow. And it sits at about 31 and a half trillion US dollars. That's about 47 trillion Aussie dollars. So they brought this in in the early 1900s. The US government's been generally spending more than it earns. And every time they get close to that ceiling, they have to negotiate and try to reach a deal between Democrats and Republicans in Congress. So the problem is they're actually set to run out of cash in early to mid-June and they won't be able to, to pay their debts, basically, if they don't reach an agreement. So the closer we get to June, the more likely we are to see markets getting quite nervous Generally, what happens is there tends to be a last minute deal reached. But if there's not, that could hurt share markets, see interest rates in America rising and commodities, currencies. So that's really a key thing to watch. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. But hopefully they can come to some sort of decision sooner rather than later. So it doesn't affect our markets too much. Over in Australia tomorrow, we'll get some insight into how our manufacturing and services activity has been going so far this month. So we'll be looking for any signs of easing inflationary pressures. So basically, if we're not reducing as much, if people aren't you know, using as many services, this can show that there's a little bit of a, a slowdown in the economy. And we've got some ex-dividend stocks, Elders, Elders. and Amcor as well. So Absolutely. that's the cutoff for dividend payments. Could see their share prices falling, perhaps. We'll hear from Technology One as well tomorrow over in Australia, or here in Australia, I should say. I wish I was reporting from somewhere else, but unfortunately, I'm, I'm, not, I'm here. Not at the moment. Not at the yeah. moment, no. But maybe one day from Bali. Why not? Tune in from Bali. Um, right. <laughs> so they'll hand down their profit results uh, tomorrow as well. But I think over the course of this week, the main thing that they're both going to fall on Friday. So mm-hmm. here in Australia, we'll have retail spending. And over in the US, we'll have the inflation reading coming out on Friday. And that's, of course, the Federal Reserve's preferred 
inflation yeah. reading. If you listen to the podcast this morning, I think Brian said it was his favourite term, the PCE deflator. Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. It and does. it's it's concerning PCE. to me that anyone has a favourite inflation indicator. Yeah, economists, um, let me tell you. Economists <laughs> do. But they're two things that could be very important for interest rates and what happens in the next month both in Australia with the retail numbers and then in the US with inflation. So that's one reason why markets are, are going to be nervous with that. Well, I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. I think it does. We've covered off a lot of information. It's going to be a pretty big week. It is going to be a massive week and tune in tomorrow morning. We'll catch you tomorrow evening. See you, everyone. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.